Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Med School Minutes podcast, where we discuss what it takes to attend and successfully complete a medical program. This show is brought to you by St. James School of Medicine. Here is your host, Kashik Gua. Welcome to another episode of Med School Minutes, where we talk about everything MD related with this focus on international students, specifically Caribbean students. Today, we have two very interesting guests who are going to give us a very interesting perspective on how to choose a medical school. Um, so without further ado, let's welcome our um, admissions advisors at St. James School of Medicine, uh, Ryan Habercorn and Muhammad Mirza. We get a lot of questions about what what should we look for in a Caribbean medical school or what should we look for for any school, any medical school that we apply to. So we thought that we would get the experts in. So without any further ado, let's welcome our guests today. And Mo and Ryan, would you introduce yourselves? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Ryan Habercorn. I've been with St. James for over 10 years now. So a decade of my life, I've been devoted to helping and guiding students and Love doing what I do. Love being able to help and guide students to their passion of medicine. Right. Hello, everyone. My name is Mohammed. Uh, I'm a senior advisor here at St. James School of Medicine. Uh, I have also been working for St. James for over 10 years, and we've helped many students get from the inquiry status all the way up to landing residencies. So uh, definitely excited to to help them and uh, here to answer any questions that uh, right. students have. So, um Obviously, a big question is students are prospecting different medical schools. I mean, when they come to you, how often do you have a student call in and say, hey, St. James is the school I want to go to and that's it? Do you see that often or are they usually at a point where they're talking to multiple students? Why don't you uh, start with, why don't we start with Mo? Uh, most of the students <laughs> that I speak with, um, they are actually highly interested in St. James School of Medicine. Um, they say that we are on the top of the list of the okay. school, you know, different schools that they may be uh, interviewing at or applying to. Um, and then, yes, there's other students that are looking at a variety of different programs as well um, that we kind of have to explain the benefits of our program to. Okay. And what about you, Ryan? What's your experience? So for the students that are 100% sold, it's it's a referral. Okay. It's someone that uh, is currently in the program. It's I get it, it's crazy to even say that a lot of times students, their physician went to St. James. Oh. Or they know someone that, you know, friend of a friend, friend of a family member. So those are the, the students that are 100% sold. Okay. And you got students that have never even heard of us. They Google this for the first time and, you know, want to know more information. Okay. So you... Across the board, amongst friend, fa friends, family members, etc., etc., are probably the best people to ask this question to, because between the two of you, you have two decades of experience. Um, what should a student look for in a medical school if they were to choose to go to the Caribbean? So, for example, if you were to send your kids um, or family members or loved ones what advice would you give them? And and I'm asking you this question because obviously this is going to be a completely unbiased answer. And we have viewers from other uh, medical schools. We have viewers who are interested in potentially going to the Caribbean or just generally exploring the Caribbean. So what, Ryan, why don't we start with you? What, what advice would you give students 
interested in pursuing medicine and specifically medicine in the Caribbean? First and foremost, I tell not every student this, but students that have no idea what the Caribbean medical school offers is make a pros and cons list. Okay. The pros of what that school has to have for you to attend it. Okay. And then after they're getting their feelers out there of talking to various advisors in different schools, you know, what are the cons of that school? So the more questions that the student asks, the more beneficial it's going to be for them in the long run. Okay. Um, just Caribbean schools in general, the benefit is they give... Most schools give every student a fair shot. Whereas if you don't have a specific GPA, MCAT score, or you're a little bit older, you're turned away from U.S. and Canadian medical schools, basically. So that's what I love most about St. James and just most Caribbean schools in general is that regardless of your age, background, where you come from, there's more to a good doctor than just just having those high credentials, right? right? You have to have those interpersonal skills, the compassion, the empathy. So... Yeah, make that pros list and see what's, you know, really best for you. And then com- compare and contrast between all schools to see, you know, what's the best fit. Obviously, we want you to choose St. James because we offer so much. But, you know, not every student's going to choose St. James. That's right. just the way it is. Right, so. right, right. How about you, Mo? I mean, once a student has uh, done their research on various uh, Caribbean schools, what always impresses me is when they're asking about um, important things like accreditation mm-hmm. and, you know, what... Um, you know, what we offer as a program for the students specifically. Um, so that, that question never ceases to, you know, impress me. And it's one of the first things that I look for when um, <clears throat> I'm interviewing students. And it really shows that a student has been doing their research and they're interested in, um, you know, what the school can provide for them. Okay. And as far as you mentioned accreditation, what does that actually mean? Um, well, you know, a lot of medical schools, they, well, some of them are not accredited, as okay. you may know, and uh, a lot of them are. Um, it's one of the biggest, most important factors on whether or not they're going to be able to come back to the U.S. and practice medicine. And that is the purpose of students going to medical school okay. is eventually being able to take the United States medical licensing exams and, you know, and be able to land residencies and become fully licensed. Okay. Um, so it's really important that the program that they enroll in is accredited so that they're able to do all of those things and eventually practice. Okay. So, Ryan, here's a question to you since... You know, you've been doing this for over a decade. Have you ever seen a Caribbean medical school mention on their website that we are not accredited? No. Uh, There's a slippery slope there. They'll kind of talk their way around it. Um, But yeah, accreditation is so crucial. There's that new rule starting in January of 2024 that if a school doesn't possess specific accreditations, they lose their ECFMG certification. Okay. Which means if you lose that, you can't match. We can't take the board exams first and foremost. You can't match and you can't gain licensure. So, and that's the thing, not all students know about this rule. So if a student doesn't ask me about accreditation, I'm going to bring it up. Okay. So they're well aware. Had a student last week, for example, she was in the midst of choosing us and two other non-accredited schools. Made it a point to, you know, ask her who the schools were just to ensure that she made the best choice for herself and fi- fi- come to find out that those schools weren't accredited. So I gave her proof of our accreditation. She committed, you know, last week. All right. So... Mo, going to you, uh, here's a little bit of a curveball, so to speak. As I asked Ryan, there isn't a single Caribbean medical school out there that says that, hey, we're not accredited. Every website I go to, they talk about the schools that aren't accredited usually talk about recognition. Can you explain, do you know the difference between a recognition and accreditation, so to speak? 
Um, okay, so there's a couple things when, it, uh, when you're explaining those differences, especially to students who are interested. As far as accreditations, um, there are accreditation agencies like CAMHP and mm-hmm. ACCM, and those are the ones that are, uh, are basically on par with like U.S. medical schools, like the LCME accreditation. <laughs> and it uh, just makes it more of a legitimate program, uh, knowing that we are um, recognized now. Um, other programs, uh, especially some of like the pre-med programs that we're doing, they're accredited, but through different accredited ag- agencies, right? Um, but I think us, you know, having, you know, not not only CAMHP, but also ACCM accreditation, that kind of puts us at the top of the list of uh, accredited medical schools. Okay. And Ryan, any, any, uh, do you, what, what do you think is the difference between recognition and, and yeah, accreditation? Like just what Mo said, with comparison to the U.S. school, you have to have those accreditation starting January. Okay. And yeah, just a lot of schools are quote unquote shady about it. And I'm really curious to see what happens in January of 2024. Are these schools going to continue to be a school without having accreditation? Because a lot of students don't know about it. Right. You're going to see a lot of schools probably disappear because... Students are going to find out that they don't have the proper accreditation. So if you take credits at a non-accredited school, those are not transferable. Okay. So so that means, um, as, as Mo pointed out, there's uh, CAMHP and ACCM. Um, and, and these two are the primary bodies in the Caribbean that are accrediting schools, right? Um, and if they're not accredited by these two agencies, in theory, the school is not accredited. Correct. Um, boy, there there is actually, I think, one exception to that. I think there's Grenada. There's the Ant- uh, the Antilles uh, countries as well. Oh, the, NBAO, the, Dutch, the Dutch, yeah. NBO, and then there's also Grenada that okay. um, operates. So, but the two biggest bodies are ACCM and CAMHP. Correct. I mean, what's the best way for a student to find out whether they're accredited or not? I mean, Ryan, reach out to the source. Reach out to the school. Um, if not, uh, ACCM and KMHP have websites that show. Uh, now, KMHP is not very, they don't update their website very well. ACCM is the complete opposite. But okay. um, yeah, going to the source first and foremost is, is most important. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really important to not only reach out to the school and ask them, but also to go to uh, their websites, ECFMG's website, you know, ACCM's website, CAMHP's website. You can okay. even speak with representatives there um, to verify accreditation as well if you need it. So. Wow. And um, so we established accreditation is extremely important. What other questions do you think uh, a student needs to ask you? Um, in order to gain the most out of, well, I mean, let's take a step back. What's the average time that you spend with a brand new student that you've never spoken to before, right? Oh, that varies quite a bit. You get a lot of students that are very shy on the phone. They don't really want to talk. Okay. So you have to kind of get that information out of them. So it could be anywhere from a couple of minutes to I've had hour-long conversations oh, wow. with with, uh, with students. So. How about you, Mo? Yeah, it really ranges. It could be a few minutes. Students that are already interested in the program that want to apply right away, you can kind of just guide them through the process. Then there's other students that want to do months of research. I mean, I have tasks set out for myself months down the line to reach back out to students that are interested in the program but not ready to apply. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really just depends on the student and when, what their timeline is for starting medical school. Okay. So um, what questions have you ever had, say, an hour-long conversation, and they, you realize that, you know what, the student just did not hit the nail on the head. They did not ask the right questions. Have you ever had situations like that? Well, 
Um, yeah, it is few, few and far between because most of the students that are interested in the program that I speak with, um, they have a desire and they have the motivation to, uh, get enrolled into the program. Okay. Um, so it, it's rare that students aren't interested, but, uh, sometimes when, uh, we hear them not asking the right questions, um, then we'll kind of uh, probe a little bit more to make sure that it's the right fit for them. Okay. How about you, Ryan? Yeah. Um, if a student's not going to ask the questions, I'm going to provide the information to them, okay. whether they want to hear it or not. Okay. Because the more knowledge is power, the more you know about us and other schools, the better of an informed decision you're going to make for yourself. Because this is, um, it's your career. It's, it's your money that you're investing in and you want to make sure you have all the information needed to make sure you make the right choice and, you know, you getting that residency at the end of the day. Okay. So, um, if I were to give you uh, a, a challenge, so to speak. Let's call it a challenge. I know this is to both of you, but we'll start with Ryan. If you could give me five questions that a student's, student needs to ask an advisor if they had a very limited set of time, because obviously with you guys, you guys spend a lot of time with the students. But if a advisor was particularly busy or that the student was particularly busy, what would you... What five questions would you say that the students must absolutely ask in order to find out whether the school is number one, good, number one, get them where they need to be, um, and number two, whether they can actually, you know, see the entire program through to fruition? Because at the end of the day, these, these programs, at least our program, is an accelerated program, and it's it, I would go go out on a limb and say that it's a lot tougher than anything you would face in the United States. Well, we already mentioned one. That's the most important one. That's accreditation. Okay. Right. Number two, I'd have to say residency. You know, okay. what's your match rate? How many students that you match per year? That's vital to your success. The more okay. resources that the school has to ensure that you have the match, the better off you feel. Okay. Right. And there's a lot of schools out there that, you know, kind of treat you as a the number and not a name. And that's the complete opposite with us. But uh, thirdly, I'd say this is kind of a loaded question. You know, what separates yourself from other schools? I think I get that a lot. So that's, there's a lot of things you can talk about in okay. that. Uh, that would not be a short conversation um, in terms of, you know, what sets us apart from other schools. I would also say, you know, uh, success stories. I know we get a lot of our students that want to talk with with graduates. You know, what advice? You know, I obviously haven't gone through the program. I'm not a doctor, but uh, we have a, a good resource for our alumni group for students to reach out to because they want to hear it from someone that's gone through the program, especially if someone that's on the edge of, you know, they're not sure if they want to pursue St. James or just medicine in general. gives a better perspective on, you know, what the everyday life is like. Okay. Island life, I'd say, is a big one. You're going to be on an island for 20 months. You're going to be at a foreign country, which, you know, we help assist you with everything and the transition to that. And then also, I'd say, lastly, clinical rotations. You okay. want to see, you know, where you're going to be doing rotations at. You want to make sure that you're doing rotations at an accredited ACGME approved hospitals, which which we have. And a lot of schools don't have that. A lot of schools make you find it on your own. You're kind of left to dry to, to find those. And then I'll also add another one. Um, does your school do a preparation course for step one? I think that's so crucial as an advisor for 10 years. I get so many students that come from another medical school that didn't have proper preparation. So they failed the MBME multiple times, but you know, we prepare students an entire semester for that. So 
How about you, Mo? Uh, well, I absolutely agree with uh, all five of the points that Ryan just made. Those are some of the most important things when it comes to um, researching these programs. But what I did want to add is that, um, uh, you know, I like when students ask me, how much will this cost me? You know, what are the options that I have for loans? Am I going to be able to not only just start this, but am I going to be able to see this through the end? And that's one of the most important things. Uh, another one I wanted to add was uh, the class size. Um, uh, Ryan kind of mentioned it a little bit, but a lot of schools treat students uh, like a number as opposed to our small class sizes where you'll be on a first name basis with the professor, being able to ask questions um, and, you know, they'll know exactly who you are. Um, that helps in a couple of ways. The professors are able to kind of gauge whether or not you need additional support. Um, if you're failing something, they're able to kind of recognize that and be able to help you. And, you know, those are the types of things that really... Uh, helps the student be able to make it through as opposed to them failing uh, the program. Uh, and then, yeah, the other things that Ryan said is the prep course for the USMLE. That's one of the most difficult exams that a student is going to have to take. Um, so it's really important that we have something in place to ensure that the students would be able to pass that. So I would say those, I would just add those things. Awesome. Yeah. So keeping all that in mind, I, I definitely think that potentially a choice in not just St. James, but a wise choice in another accredited program is just as good as any Caribbean school as long as you're willing to put in the hard work. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? So I'll be straight as narrow here. There's, good, there's, there's residency hospitals and directors in the U.S. that just they won't work with international medical graduates. Right. That's always going to be the case. That's always been the case. Um, but I can tell you for a fact that being here over, over 10 years and speaking with so many doctors that there are a lot of hospitals that do want to work with IMGs. Okay. And according to just from what I know and hearing from other doctors that sometimes IMGs are easier to work with okay. than U.S. schools. So they're more willing to work with those with those IMGs. But again, the only difference between a St. James student and a U.S. student is that you're on an island for 20 months. You're learning those core sciences and the foundation of medicine on an island as opposed to the U.S. You're coming back to the U.S. and doing rotations as U.S. students. Okay. So, and like we talked about, it's having those accreditations is so crucial for you to be able to get to where you want to be. Um, what I always tell students uh, is... <clears throat> Just use the school. Use the school as a vehicle to get to the USMLE. And that's the, you know, the United States Medical Licensing Exam, which levels a playing field for all medical graduates. So whether you went to a U.S. school, a Caribbean school, an international medical school, in order to practice, you need to be able to pass the step one. Once you pass the step one, you're working alongside students from uh, U.S. medical schools. And a lot of these times they get uh, a little jealous of our students at St. James just because of the fact that they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, right? So um, you could just use a school as a vehicle to get to your goals, right. which is passing the step one and being able to work in, in U.S. hospitals for rotations and uh, be able to eventually ran, land those residencies. All right, right. All right. So here's another question. Do you think it is worth going to St. James over another Caribbean medical school that in some cases are even more expensive than a U.S. medical school? Ryan? It's just tough because every student is different. Uh -huh. um, some students, uh, like you said, for example, the other Caribbean schools, the Godfathers, the AUAs, the Sabas, the, the St. George's, the Rosses, they've been around longer than us. I guess they're quote unquote more reputable because they've been around longer. But again, we have the same accreditation as these schools and they're great schools. But to come out with you know that amount of debt and 
and again, I mentioned earlier with working with so many transfer students, you know, from a lot of these bigger schools, they treat you like, I don't want to be, beat a dead horse here, but you know, they treat you more of a, a number, not a name. If you okay. fail the comp exam once or twice, they'll dismiss you without hesitation because they're going to get their numbers regardless because their class sizes are so big. And that's what just makes us different is that, you know, we're going to treat you as a name. You're, like Mo said, you're gonna, they're going to know your professor. Professors will know your name within the first couple of weeks. So we, the, the higher our match rate is, the higher our, you know, match rate numbers are per year, the better it makes us look at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's tough to say. Um, I'm obviously a little bit biased because I have been with the school for so long and there's a reason why I've been here for so long. So it just depends on what you're looking for. And that's why it's so important to, you know, create that pros and cons list on, you know, what school is best for you. Okay. How about you, Mo? <clears throat> well, this is also going to sound like a biased answer, of course. But uh, to be honest with you, there's a lot of students, uh, well, I talk to them regularly, that are looking to transfer some from some of these bigger schools into our program uh, just because of things like not being able to pass the comprehensive exams, uh, just them not uh, being given the opportunity to make up exams, to make up classes, uh, to be able to eventually uh, get to the next steps in becoming a doctor. So we, we talk to these transfer students on a daily basis. Um, you know, for me, you know, money is important. So I wouldn't say it's worth um, going to one of those more expensive um, Caribbean medical schools. They're almost the same price as U.S. schools. So, um, yeah, I think St. James is a great opportunity for students to be able to to, to land a residence. Right. I, I, it's actually the, the Godfather schools, as Ryan pointed out, most of them are actually more expensive yeah. than U.S. Yeah, schools. Yeah, they are. So. And just to add, uh, I have a friend that uh, his now wife went to Ross. So yeah. they have that debt, and she had two master's degrees. Okay. So they're in over. Uh, well, I'm sure it's some of it's paid off now, but they initially it was over uh, six hundred thousand dollars. Oh, okay. Wow. So wow. Why more. are you still friends with them? You should. I mean, <laughs> you shouldn't be friends with them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, thank you, gentlemen, so much for taking the time. I know you guys are very busy, especially with the fall season coming around. Um, I, just before we leave, just so people know how busy you guys actually are. At an average, can you tell us how many students you're speaking to in a day, Ryan? Uh, at least over 100. I, I mean, email is more convenient than ever now. So it's more texting and emailing as opposed to I know some students prefer the phone. Right. But um, I make myself available 24-7. So even when I'm not in the office, I'm, I'm emailing questions and responses right. back to students because I... If I'm available and I see the email, I'm going to respond to it. Right. That's, right. I mean, don't have any kids yet, but that might change um, uh, once that time comes. But yeah, I'm available 24 so. seven. Uh, how about you, Mo? Yeah, same. I mean, it's it's over hundreds of students at this point. Um, we've learned, I think, over the years to make sure that we work and check emails on weekends too, just so we can stay on top of everything. Uh, but with the fall season coming around, we're getting we're getting five or ten new students every single day, and uh, we're continuously reaching out to them and making sure that they're prepared for the fall semester um so yeah it's it's it's, it's just a lot of work awesome well again thank you so much for helping all these um students who want to pursue a career in medicine and and helping them make the right choices and just to add one more thing yeah uh, you know we have our graduation next week 
which it's always super cool for me. Um, now that I've been here for 10 years, I've seen it come full circle. I've met so many graduates at these, these graduations. And even at open houses, I met um, one of our students that matched in a residency in pediatrics in uh, Long Island in New York this, this year. So she was my student that started back in 2017, I think it was. So it's, it's truly gratifying to be able to, to meet these students that you talk with on the phone and email for so long and see them successfully get through the program. Wow. Well, again, thank you guys so much. You guys are truly uh, doing something that definitely benefits so many students. And I'm sure um, these students are very, very grateful to all that you do. I know we are at St. James because um, the kind of volume and the work ethic that you guys have is pretty remarkable. And talking to hundreds of students a day, that's that's wow. And the best thing is that you guys actually make time for the students, which, you know, and I've seen this, you know, firsthand that no matter what, you're not rushing the student, you're answering every single question, no matter how mundane um, it is. But again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for t taking time at such a busy time of the year to come and having a chat with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for tuning in for this episode. I hope you learned a lot. And uh, remember, especially as you choose medical schools, as you heard about the 2024 rule, it accreditation is becoming more and more important. So as you choose these schools, make sure you ask the right questions and get the answer that you need to make the best decision for you. So again, thank you so much, Mo, and thank you so much, Ryan, for taking the time. And remember, there is no shortcut to becoming an MD. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. We hope you enjoyed another episode of Med School Minutes. If you like our content, please follow us and receive notification when a new show is posted. This podcast is brought to you by St. James School of Medicine. For a video version of this podcast, please check us out on sjsm.org slash video.